0: Alright, that's what I needed. We're just here for you. <laughs> are you? You ready? Ready. Okay, groovy. Corey? You ready, core? Ish. That's the story of my life right now. Uh, ish. Ish. I, <laughs> Everything how are you working? Good. How are you doing? I'm working.
1: Ish. Ish. <laughs> Having fun? S- sort of. Yes, yeah. ish. That's like I love you, sort of. I love you. Ish. <laughs> ready? Ready. Three, ish. two, one.
0: Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish-Groves. Let's rev up the Conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show.
1: Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive blowout! <laughs> how about Woo! that? I am Brett Hatfield, here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Fish Groves. Damn, Skippy! And <laughs> the evil genius of Craving Cars on YouTube, Mr. Corey Pratt. Hey, how Woo-hoo. are you today? We are coming to you from lovely Driven Radio studios in beautimus Overland Park, Kansas. Ah, yes. Um, I went online this week and I started looking up all the different places you can find the podcast. Yeah. Holy moly. You can find (laughs) us online at drivenradioshow.com, readthedriven.com, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Driven Radio Show. And listen, here we go, guys. Here's Ah, the list. Here it is. iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Pod News, iHeartRadio, Acast, and just about anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, period. Nice. That's not half bad. No. The iHeartRadio thing kind of surprised me. I didn't know we were on there. That's pretty cool. You know, yeah. You care enough to share enough. Well, I'm sure they just lifted it from somebody else.
0: (laughs) That's what really happened. This does kind of surprise me in this world because a lot of the audio will end up on something and you're like, hey, cool, it's getting out there, but they're using it for their own nefarious things we need the numbers. We want our numbers. They're probably
1: putting ads in the middle of our stuff and we're not getting none of (laughs) it. Does it on you, baby? Uh If you like what you're hearing, leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell all your gearhead friends. And if there's something you'd like to hear more of, or someone you think we ought to be talking to, please tell us. You can email us at brett at readthedriven.com. Guys, what'd you do in cars this week?
2: I edited a lot of video with cars in it. Oh, you edited video? Really? So there, for Craving
1: Cars? There was that, they, on
2: YouTube? You know? Was that, that the one? Yeah. Craving Cars. I did, on I did do one or so. There seven was a new
1: uh, Craving Cars on today that I watched.
2: Um matter of fact, my latest one, you might really have got a kick out of this. About is, a car that was painted like another car. Yes it was. It was a tribute to the nineteen sixty six Ford G T forty Mark II that Ken Miles drove, mm-hmm. kicking Ferrari's boot <laughs> But it was a paint job on a Mustang. But it was on a Mustang. Oh. So they, they basically did the same look, and he actually had it weathered as if he'd just finished a 24 hour oh, race. So it looked funny. like it had been in the race, too. So as a, a friend of mine, can I say him? Can I say his name? Yes, can please. Uh, Jason Brozak from Just the Dips. Um, he was out of Omaha. He's now <laughs> down in Austin, Texas. He does. That coding—that that was the alternate—that was the
1: alternate name for this show before we picked Driven Radio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it took just, me too long to get that. Dips. Just the dips. Just the dips. Uh, just for a minute. Thanks. So he doesn't do just, raps. He does Just dips. the dips just so, for a
2: minute. But he doesn't really, really kick. But he's at—he did that Bre uh, Dotson Five Ten. I went. You're going to have to give Mark so, a minute. Uh,
1: I think uh, he's going to collapse. I am right.
0: amused. Go for well it. Well done. Yeah,
2: he does an awesome job with this stuff. He's—he's he's done some really cool stuff. He actually travels quite a bit doing this for people too. So yeah, I got some—got some video I got some uh, individual little cool little like short videos with some cars
0: edited or well they'll be coming out here in a couple days so nice groovy yeah mr crager i didn't do a damn thing yes you did nothing yes you did well i might have looked at a few motorcycles yes you did yeah well you know it's really what's hard your cause... definition of a few oh 20 25. <laughs> that's what i was thinking uh, yeah. okay i'm gonna save this one i'm couple gonna save dozen. this one i'm gonna save this
1: one and they're he down in my me... bottom feeder level Oh yeah, he sent me more crap ball bikes this week. You can't <laughs> even believe it, man. They were. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't like to think of them as crap, but I, I like to see the potential in in this monster. Like you did with at cars, thing. right? Bikes
1: you could buy by the pound. <laughs>
0: yeah, but at least they're not rusted through. There's no trunk. You don't know that to either. rust. Far as I maybe there was I don't one. Know, and it's uh, gone. Yeah. I'm new. <laughs> there was saddle.
2: Uh, there was. Uh. There was brackets that had saddlebags that, that are no longer there. And there were things just, I saw that off. I encouraged him somewhere. to look at, and there were things
1: <laughs> I saw I encouraged him to run away from screaming. <laughs> but we did see some pretty cool ones also in You there, did so. share yes. some with me. Yeah. I, well, I, said, I thought a couple of them looked pretty damn cool. Yeah. So. Uh, he even looked at some lesser, less expensive Harleys. And that was hard too. uh, There were let's stay away from them. There's some there's some good stuff and there's some (laughs) not so good stuff. Uh, So that's all I did. How about you? You know what? Uh, I played with my motorcycles like always, uh, kind of farted around with my cars a little bit, and then I applied for a job writing for a daily automotive news source. Oh. Um, that's going to keep me writing lots more than I do right now. Nice. We'll see what happens. I'm excited about it because it's got a really weird set of... uh Qualifications and prerequisites, and I'm able to check off most of those in a big way. Nice. And wow, don't think I could have found another job had somebody written the job description with me in mind. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So interesting. Then this is probably the one I'll get all excited about, and they'll come by and come back and say, the hell are you talking about man you can do this i was talking to a buddy of mine today and he said man i'm really jealous of you you sound like you have a cool job and i had to remind him there's a directly inverse corollary between how cool your job title sounds (laughs) and what you get paid to do it (laughs) they don't call it starving artists for nothing Uh, no joke (laughs) baby Well, in the news this week, uh, there's a new way to make your Camaro SS1 LE faster through the twisties. Godzilla built a Mustang hot rod. Jeep says your Bronco is a sissy. Mercedes (laughs) says your Lambo is too slow, and Lambo built a new track monster to prove them wrong. Our special guest this week is John Craman, director of company relations and lead TV commentator and analyst for Mecham Auctions on NBC Sports Network. Wow, that's a mouthful. Uh, John will be here to tell us about Meekum's recent sale in Las Vegas, the coming sale in Kansas City this weekend, this weekend. And uh, we have Mr. Kramer and Mr. Morton to thank. We all get to go as media. That's <laughs> really cool. Sweet. Uh, by the way, thank you, David Morton. Really appreciate that. Love you. Love your show. And uh, also, how the monster event they hold every year in Kissimmee is coming along. And that's, They do that in January every year. It's the 7th through the 17th. That's 11 days, 3,500 cars. Jeez. So that, is, that is a huge auction. Uh, we got a lot of news to cover this week, so let's
0: get to it. The Camaro SS1LE has a special calibration from Chevy Performance. Uh, this is according to MuscleCarsAndTrucks.com. Now, it's not very well known, but Chevrolet Performance offers a special autocross calibration for the sixth generation Camaro cool. SS1LE with E-LSD. That's electronic limited slip differential. That's when your car oh, tells right. you when I you need that. I was thinking something else. But yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah. Jeff Ollie
2: now. Man,
1: you lost me. At LSD. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback, did you get there? Oh, <laughs> Strawberry wow. Fields. Forever. We were just outside of Barso when I saw the bats.
0: <laughs> now,
1: the Snowsberries taste like Snowsberries.
0: <laughs> according to Chevrolet Performance, the autocross calibration for the ELSD uh, is the result of perfecting the car's on-track and street-driving behaviors. During corner entry, the tuned ELSD can now decouple the differential at a faster rate based on pedal and steering inputs, enabling faster yaw rotation. Dude, it's that the coolest
1: thing ever. It's a pause track that knows when to be posy and when not.
0: It's interesting, and I've never to had to be honest. Basically, a robot rotate my yaw,
1: so I'm down. I mean, they got. <laughs> electronic everything else. Why not you know, that, too, for, I guess? for 45 bucks, Bugs. I can introduce you to a girl <laughs> who would do it manually. <laughs> on <laughs>
0: corner exit, the tune allows the ELSD to couple faster than before, getting power to both wheels sooner. So, put simply, the software upgrade is designed to help the Camaro SS1LE turn in faster, as well as to put the power down better on corner exit. These traits could prove useful on tight and technical course layouts, typically found at autocross events. I was a little surprised yeah. to think about that, uh, but then... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you and oh, yeah. I, Brett, were talking before the
1: show. Dude, they you can autocross anything.
0: Well, I was thinking autocross. It just autocross seems a little medium, big. Haven't? Most of the videos I've watched have been smaller vehicles. But then, you know, our buddy Kevin with his, what, yeah. 69, no, 70, it, 71, think, 76, 82. It's uh, that first gen firebird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he goes out and wails on it. So it makes sense. Oh, yeah. oh he's competitive. Well, when, uh, when you consider most runs last between 30 and 90 seconds, corner entry and exit speeds can help to make or break your lap and it's timed out. Now, the Chevy Performance Autocross calibration for the Camaro is uh it carries an MSRP 350 bucks. This seems
1: like a really, that really is, cheap that mod bad. for that kind of performance. Yeah. yeah, if it's really going to improve that, yeah, that if it's going to show you out better.
0: It's only available for, sure. for 2017 and newer models. And installation of the software upgrade must be done at a Chevrolet dealership.
1: Yeah, well, you wouldn't really feel all that great about it if your cousin Eddie was doing <laughs> this. Car, if right. you drove into
0: Best Buy, well, heck, I, I already, <laughs> yeah. man, I got the deal for you. <laughs> well, to Walmart. How can I help you? <laughs> oh
2: God, yeah, so, I already feel uh, like the Camaro is like the better one of the bunch, anyways. It is. As far it is, another, time.
1: now they're so. sharpening that edge. That's very cool. Cool deal. Uh, there's a Godzilla V8-swapped Ford Mustang Cobra Jet, and it runs tens. Oh, my God. As I runs was saying. Runs tens. Uh, Ford 7.3 liter, 455 cubic inch. I thought a 455 was a 7.4 or seven. Never mind. GM's different oh, from you know, Ford. Yeah, sure.
0: I, I was so stupid. I, yeah. I was like, is yeah. that a
1: Buick? Ford leaders wildcat? are different from GM leaders. They are. Anyway, the Godzilla V8 bucks the trend of smaller displacement, fewer cylinders, and turbocharging in favor of the time tested brute force of naturally aspirated big block. <laughs> Sorry. Wants to turn your tires into smoking black goo. It wants to crash your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of the women. It does. I and seriously.
0: <laughs> In that finely tuned port, you can hear it say it.
1: I've gotten off topic here. It turns out 430 horsepower and 475 pound feet of torque, and it's available as a crate engine oh my God. early modified examples are pushing nearly 800 all motor horsepower no turbos no superchargers not bad but one michigan tuning shop didn't need any serious mods to push their godzilla powered cobra jet mustang into the tens not
3: bad paul's high
1: performance of jackson michigan were able to smash into the tens using a factory sealed godzilla v8 the only mods they did is they uh, the engine received an obr control systems ecu swap and a calibration that tune bump power to 500 horsepower and 500 pound-feet of torque at the crank. The engine is mated to a turbo 400 automatic, complete with a 4,500 RPM stall converter. The Cobra Jet is a true drag racing machine. Yeah, really. Uh-huh. Uh, it's impressive to watch the Godzilla V8 push the muscle car through the quarter mile at 1097. Damn. 1097. Seven, and all they did was swap the ET- ECU do a calibration. It's, it's, a been, it's only a
2: 500 horsepower it's car. I say tenor. only, but you know. I know. And it's, it's impressive. Here's the thing.
1: Can you imagine one of those paired with one of those new 3-liter Whipple superchargers? <laughs> you can <could laughs> go out and hunt brand new <laughs> GT500s without problems. It, it just <laughs> would it's be nuts. an absolute beast. I'm excited to see what people do with that.
2: I really thought you were going to make a joke. It's like, the only thing they did is add a supercharger and turbos. And, a, and then and then
1: go. No, man. they didn't do jack, <laughs> yeah, man. They really didn't. They gave it a tune, really and then they hooked it up to a GM transmission, which I like a lot, and uh, <laughs> took it to the drag strip. Well, from
2: Muscle Cars and Trucks, the Jeep Wrangler
1: <laughs> is going to get a V8. And
2: there it, we it, go. Was hey, yeah. it was overdue. baby. Yeah. Go And all it took was the Bronco giving it the bird. <laughs> do you think they would have done it if the Bronco wouldn't have came out? Do you think they would have left it alone? No,
1: but I think they would have been slower to do it, and I don't think it would have been quite so decisive. Okay. I don't think they would have gone with the big Hemi. I think they would have done something else. Like a smaller version of one of their yeah. smaller V8s. Yeah, 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 Okay.
2: Um, here's the crazy thing. This is, you know, when I saw this, I wasn't surprised, and it is it is only in the Rubicon.
1: Well, and it has been the world's worst kept secret since about September.
2: Yeah, there you go. But what I was the most surprised about is the performance, and I thought they were going <laughs> to detune the hell out of this V8, and they did 470
1: horsepower, 470 but you know that's torque. Coming. You know that's coming. If they figured out 6. they can 4. fit liter this in, V8. if V8, if they figured oh, out they can put this in, the Apache there V8. is a there is a Hellcat in there eventually. You know it to well,
2: be true. Oh yeah, through through the actual factory. But let's get I'm to sure those figures. Figure out. Yeah, but uh, the the 392 zero to sixty in four and a half seconds. <laughs> That's, that's Challenger scat pack time right that's, there. That's this GTO time. Uh, You're going to get off the side of that mountain. Oh, man. I mean, it's just going to be like, I want to go over there.
0: And <laughs> Hey, where are you guys at? We're already here.
1: No, I'm waiting for what the mud bogging looks like in that. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> oh, Can you imagine the rooster tails off of that? No, that's oh, just going to be
1: mud curtain.
0: <laughs> oh, fun.
2: How about this? So they, they got it so much, they just basically bury themselves right where they're at. They don't even actually go anywhere. Yeah. No, Dude, so, this
1: thing did the Quarter and 13. 13
2: second quarter mile, uh, probably even faster uh, if it wasn't limited to 99. That's limited at 99 miles an hour. Well, that's, that's because, because of the 13. tires. Right. So you, it's a Rubicon. So you still have the 33-inch wrench KO2 tires. Well, and that's the other thing. They're not ready to go any faster than that anyways.
1: There's a there's a tune coming for, for, for that, you know it.
2: So some cool little aesthetics, of course. Uh, the exterior features some unique bronze accents, uh, twin tipped dual exhaust
1: pipes just the tip
2: the just wider for opening for the seven slot grill and they also have like a hood scoop i have seen that in the picture very uh, features thicker bolstered uh bolsters on the seats the 90 the 392 will come in nine colors nine nine so three of them left so black
0: and then all the rest have a funny name yeah Oh my gosh, they do. Granite crystal metallic. How about this? Snazberry metallic? Bright white, firecracker red, pumpkin metallic.
2: That's right. Uh, Silver metallic, sea green. I'm kind of curious to see the hydro blue, what that one's going to look like. Look for them starting in spring 2021, which Pro- means probably if you going to be limited. if you
1: want one, you better go order those. Yeah, you better start now. doing it now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that advice from Brett. Um now however, the price is undisclosed.
1: Yeah, but you know, and we know how expensive these can get. Hard loaded Rubicons and Broncos can get up around sixty grand, so I'm guessing it'll be around that. The other thing that you didn't mention is uh, they said there's going to be limited production volume. So again, if you want one, better get busy.
0: Well, that's one way to make a make a need for it. It's yeah, just don't make a lot. Well, I mean, that's also. Well, that's price okay.
1: Maybe it'll distract from the Bronco being market-adjusted priced.
0: How about right.
2: this? If they get a bunch of orders and they're sold out immediately, then they, guess what? They'll figure out a way to make more. You think they'll make
0: more? They'll make second edition. They'll, and they'll, put a they'll dash just make dash platter it. On. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. They, it's kind yeah. of dash black And yeah. <laughs> You Damn. Right. Second place is the first loser. <laughs> yeah, that Kregers, have I do it. big
1: honking Kregers. big ten-inch wide Kregers on. Well. Mercedes says your Lambo is a sissy. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Lambo owners. Yeah, well, from road and track Mercedes (laughs) AMG GT black series sets a six minute 43 second Nürburgring lap record that is blisteringly fast. That is extraordinarily fast. That's, that's not bad. Yeah, the new Mercedes-AMG GT Black Series is equipped with a 720-horsepower twin-turbo V8 under the hood and nearly as much aero as a GT3 car. It recently put those attributes to work, lapping the Nürburgring, breaking the production car lap record. Uh, AMG Mercedes-AMG has confirmed the GT Black Series set a blisteringly quick 643.616 lap time around the Nürburgring Nordschlift. Art Nordschleif, pardon me. Uh, Being the previous production record holder the Lamborghini Aventador SVJ by 1.354 seconds. Man, they took that thing out three places. The car was piloted by GT3 driver Mauro Engel, was on factory-spec Michelin Pilot Sport Cup 2RMO tires. Mercedes said the camber and adjustable sway bars were set to their most aggressive settings, while the manually adjustable suspension was lowered 2 tenths of an inch up front and a single tenth of an inch in the rear for maximum aerodynamic effectiveness. Uh, Maro Engel said with speeds up to 168 miles per hour in the Kesselschen section of the track and well over 186 God. miles per hour, <laughs> well over 186 on the Dottinger Ho- uh, Ho- uh, HOHE. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not. I do not speak German. The AMG GT Black Series is significantly faster than my GT3 race car. The racer said this sucker's faster than his race car. Yeah, not just the GT3, the GT3 race car. Yeah, you can go buy this and carry groceries in it, and it's faster than this cat's racer. Uh, It's really impressive how much downforce the Black Series generates and how confident and reliably it can be driven, even at the absolute limit. Good grief. While the AMG's lap is certainly impressive, it's only a matter of time until the next generation of hybrid and EV supercars reaches the green hell. Until then... The Black Series is your Nürburgring King.
0: All right, Lee Wood, that's, that's so step up. Uh-huh. We need to see three of these on the streets within the next two months. That's so
2: crazy to me because the Black Series was all about burning smoke and rubbing your, you know, running your tires in, in no. three and a half minutes. And now it's actually a car that handles and extremely fast in every way.
1: Uh, Lamborg- Lamborghini, or uh, pardon me, Mercedes makes some really exceptional stuff. Uh, apparently, Lamborghini knew what they were up to. So, with road and track,
2: <laughs> sorry, Mercedes, you're, you're going to be short-lived here probably. The Lamborghini Huracan STO is even more extreme than the Performante. Performante. <laughs> Which, you guys don't know, that was the other most track-focused Huracan
0: before. <laughs> I wore that to bed the other night. <laughs> I put away my high karate and got the Performante. Okay, all righty. <laughs> I don't think Mark knows what he's talking about. I haven't a clue. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about.
1: (laughs) No, he doesn't. He's been wearing Stetson for years. He doesn't even know it.
2: (laughs) The STO, it's an acronym for Super Trofeo. Omologato. Omologato. Very good. You got that. It's, if you guys don't know, that's uh, Italian for homologation. So if that goes to tell you something, homologation means there's probably a race car version of this bad boy. Do you think? Yeah. uh The ultimate version of the Huracan scores a race-derived aero package, suspension upgrades, weight-saving measures, all the good stuff that just trims off the seconds of the lap
1: times. Mm-hmm.
2: Dispense of the all-wheel drive. And it's just going through the rear wheels only.
1: This thing's going to be a which is crazy because that's what Porsche did
2: with the GT two RS. Yeah, and it's going they took to the rear, the elbow drive off.
1: Going to be a handful.
2: Uh probably so. But a massive rear wing, three angles that can be adjusted depends on the uh, the track layouts. Um, you've got a cool louvered engine cover, shark like fins. You know why would you know? You expect nothing less out of a Lamborghini.
1: I want a car with a dorsal fin.
2: You know what? Talk to Lamborghini. They'll probably make that happen for you. I got an
1: attorney with a dorsal fin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's a roof-mounted snorkel intake to feed air. There's your dorsal fin right there. There you go. Uh, (laughs) To the free-spinning V10. So they didn't change that at all. Uh, The aggressive front splitter and spoiler assembly with assortments of ducts and channels. Basically, some really cool, awesome aero package stuff that just makes it stick to the ground and go around those corners super-duper fast. Vents in the front fenders smooth uh, airflow, and I mean this ducks is and stuff This all is over this it. is a. I don't even think that even designed this in anywhere but a wind tunnel. Probably.
1: Yeah, they had to spend a long time <laughs> in that tunnel.
2: Uh, but hey, uh, the the Lamborghini Huracan Estate. I don't know pricing on this car. Yeah, I didn't see anything about pricing
1: on it either. Um, but, I think uh, it's
2: gonna be cool. Oh, and there's also gonna be uh, options for Gatlin guns and rocket launchers that uh-huh. come out of the side fenders. I'm so out that's time. cool. I'm
1: quite sure this is one of those. If you have to ask, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which includes all three yeah. of. them. Yeah. So even combined.
2: Yeah. And being a homologation, I'm sure there's going to be a very limited number of these two. <laughs> I, I don't think they're gonna. I mean, it's Lamborghini. They don't make I a bet. huge number of anything, really.
1: If there's anything to be drawn from all of the stuff we were talking about tonight, it is an incredibly cool time to be a car guy. I can't believe the stuff we see, new stuff every week, and that's yeah. always. So we
2: got a Camaro that can go faster. Yeah, around a, corners. Got
1: a Jeep that can go faster. We got a
2: Jeep that can go ridiculously fast. We got, we got a,
1: a Mustang that can go faster. We got Mustang go faster. We got a Mercedes that can go faster. No, go faster. And this, this thing was it. already stupid fast, and, that, and, and, and now it's going faster. And it kind of sounds like it's going to go hunt it's, down it's that Mercedes faster. So yeah. God love them. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Our special guest this week is John Craman, director of company relations and lead TV commentator and analyst for Mecham Auctions on NBC Sportsnet. John will be here to tell us about Meekum's recent sale in Las Vegas, the coming sale in Kansas City this weekend. Uh, If you're hearing this, the sale's probably going on. And how the monster event in Kissimmee is shaping up for this January. All that and much more coming up on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. Our special guest this week is lifelong car aficionado, muscle car expert, and the consignment director. No, he's not. He's, uh, he's got a much longer title now. He's the director of company relations and lead TV commentator and analyst for Mekum Auctions on NBC Sportsnet. Uh, John Craman. John broadcasts over 200 hours a year. Man, that's a lot of time in front of a camera. Wow. Uh, John just wrapped up coverage of the Meekum Las Vegas sale last week and he's headed here. He's here. He's in town. He's, he's come to Kansas City for Meekum's sale that they hold here every year. John, welcome back to Driven Radio.
3: Well, glad to be back in Kansas
1: City and glad to be on. We we should have just had you here. You could have slept upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) You just wrapped up the Vegas auction where you netted over $13 million, $13 million with uh, 361 of the 431 consignments hammering sold for an impressive 73% sell-through rate. Nice. Man, those are some great numbers. Have you caught your breath yet?
3: Um, it's pretty crazy. And, you know, uh, unlike a lot of folks that are kind of hunkered in and, uh, not getting out, sort of the opposite is happening with Mecham, but we're doing it safely. And we're also doing it successfully. Uh, the Las Vegas, uh, auction in particular put us over the $150 million mark for sales. Since we started doing auctions again, uh, because of closure from the from the pandemic, uh, we started auctions again up in June, and we made a lot of adjustments to our schedule. And you mentioned the sell-through ratio north of seventy percent. Normally, right now we would be right at seventy percent as an average. We'll go back to two thousand and nineteen. We are seventy-five percent for the year during the pandemic. We're really scratching our heads, wondering. Uh, if it's going to continue, we've got Kansas City coming up, and then we're going to finish up with Houston in a couple of weeks, our 2020 schedule. But all of the indications point tor- towards one thing, and that is the interest and the demand and the passion for collector cars remains at a very, very high level, which initially surprised me, but it doesn't surprise me anymore.
1: So the market is still strong. Uh, you know, across the board, we've been seeing collector car sales go nuts this year, which yeah. seems to be exactly the opposite of what you would expect given the right. year we've had.
3: Well, and that's exactly right. Um, it, here's here's what I think, and I'm look to myself as a long, lifelong car guy, and I've got some cars myself. And that is is during this pandemic where we're not traveling as much, we're not vacationing, we're not, uh, you, you know going all over the world doing different things. We have a tendency to focus in on things, yet we still want to do things that, we're, that we love and have passionate about. And buying a collector car, working on it, restoring it, driving it is a safe way to navigate these waters and keep us sane at the same time. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, I've talked to uh, folks that are in the RV business and the Boat business, they're seeing the same thing. Home improvements, going through the roof as people are, you know, building up their nest. The the bottom line is we're going to do things that make us happy. And to an awful lot of us, making us happy, we're talking to one of them, is being around my collector cars. How I feel when I'm in the garage, looking at them, working on them, and even more so, behind the wheel and that has not eased up during this pandemic yeah we're not getting out to as many shows maybe not going to as many auctions but we're still able to enjoy our cars maybe more so than ever
1: I, I absolutely agree and uh, I think all of us here have been experiencing the same thing Good. So, uh, so how was attendance at Las Vegas were there a lot of people there or was it done mostly online
3: well, I'm glad you asked that, because <laughs> it was a very unique situation. The, we were at the Las Vegas Convention Center, one of the largest convention centers on the planet, and they have been closed since, mar- since March of this year. Really? We were the very first event to reopen the convention center, but... Hmm. Now, for the caveat, we had to do it with some limitations and some restrictions, and I'll lay it out for you what we had to do. Now, this is in addition to the normal safety items that we all do, Uh, daily temperature checks, of course, coming in. Everybody had to wear a mask all the time, social distancing, plexiglass everywhere, social distancing everywhere from in the office to the way that the cars were displayed to the way that we had the seating laid out all of that, but we had to go another step further. Here's what we did. They had limited us to our audience, and I'll get into the numbers here in a minute, it's pretty interesting, where we were not able to have spectators. So all of the attendees at the very successful Las Vegas auction that just wrapped were either buyers or sellers. But here's where it really gets interesting. They told us we would be limited to 1,000 attendees. Ooh. Well, we need more. we need more than that, we need more than that. So what we decided we would do is working with the folks literally next door and attached to the Las Vegas Convention Center, just to the north of it, is the Westgate Hotel, very famous Las Vegas landmark, used to be the Las Vegas Hilton, Elvis played there all the time. We were able to obtain for overflow bidders and consigners, but primarily bidders, the a Barry Manilow showroom, which is vacant, very luxurious, where we were able to bring those people in that were were signed to there as bidders. We could bring them into the auction arena to look at the cars, to preview cars, but they couldn't be there during the bidding. We were limited to 1,000 seats that was broken out into four separate individual little auditoriums that were color-coded. You wore a, a wristband, that which of these which of these um, areas that everybody belonged to, so anyway, we had another equally large group over there enjoying luxury seating, watching the auction on a big screen. Ringmen were over there relaying uh, their bids back over to uh, the main main arena. there was uh, open bar. The people absolutely freaking loved it. So here is the classic, the classic uh, explanation of making lemonade out of lemons, and that's exactly what happened. Bottom line is, buyers were happy, consigners were happy, Meekam was happy. We pulled it off. And we're all we're we're all obviously because we were just there headed to Kansas City to get this auction started with a tremendous amount of pride in just the way that the Meekam organization pulled this thing off. Now you mentioned um, internet bidders, phone bidders, what we refer to as absentee bidders, also at an all-time high. It used to be 2019, maybe five percent of our bidding participation was done via absentee bidding, either on the telephone or on the internet. But unbeknownst to us in 2019, we didn't know there was a pandemic coming, but we decided to upgrade our software and our hardware with a very uh, extensive program. We called it Operation High Rise that we kicked in the gear at Kissimmee, which was January 2020, Uh, an all-new program that simplified, in particular, simplified and made it uh, easier for folks to bid online instead of a six or seven second lag time. It's now less to one second. We had no idea how useful that was going to come into. So now we're up to almost 20% participation in the bidding process with our absentee bidders, which is a combination of telephone and internet. All of this has all worked together. The efforts from the team, the support from our buyers and our sellers. Unfortunately, spectators weren't allowed to be there. Uh, And as we segue into talking about the upcoming Kansas City auction, we have a similar dynamic brewing there that we can talk about if you like.
1: Well, before we get to that, I'd like to talk about some of the more impressive stuff that crossed the block in Las Vegas. Sure. Uh, What was the top seller? What were the feature cars? What What was the cool stuff that was there?
3: Well, this is what's cool, because there's a $13 million auction, and about $2 million of that tally came from the top 10 sellers. (laughs) Pretty impressive number. In fact, the top seller was a uh, a lot number F-105. It was a 67 Shelby GT500 Fastback that bought $253,000. At the bottom of the list, the top 10, uh, was a 1929 Rolls-Royce Phantom 1, uh, convertible sedan. But what's, what's really interesting, if you look at that top 10, which is really an indication of the dynamic of an auction, you've got five Shelbys. We've got a, a late model Exotic, a 2012 Lamborghini Aventador. We have one Corvette Restomod. Naturally, it's a 63 split window coupe. Mm-hmm, no surprise course. there. Yeah. And even at number nine, a 2015 Nissan GTR Nismo, which is saying one thing. Variety. Variety. Mecham continues to attract not only classic muscle and 50s and hot rods and all that stuff, but late model exotics, vintage exotics, pre-war classics. The whole gamut was represented so well there in Las Vegas. And probably the most interesting car of the whole auction to me, I think it's a car that appealed to you, was that bizarre and super cool 67 Ferrari yes. four replica. I mean, a yes. priceless car. Only a handful were built. This was a very authentic replica that was our number three seller that looked like the real deal, but obviously clearly wasn't.
1: But they went to a great lengths to make that thing look authentic, and man did it. And how cool is that? There's only four P4s in existence. One has the original bodywork. This look like a hell of a bargain in the face of, you know, buying another one is going to cost you between 10 and $20 million. So, what a really cool car. Yeah, and you're right. I dug that a lot. Um, yeah. It certainly seems that since the July Indy auction, Meekum is back to usual with certain adjustments in place. Wow. You think this is just going to, we're just going to stay strong with this?
3: we're going to see, I mean, I have to tell you that um, you know this was our sixth auction that we 've held since June, and every time we go into Kansas City will be seven and Houston will be eight around out the year and I have to tell you, we do go in with a bit of you know if you build it, will they come, and we have just been we've just been blown away time and time again that people are are not afraid because of our uh parameters safety parameters that we put into place that we strictly enforce and our consigners are backing us up by continuing to bring really great cars the 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 buyers with the pocketbooks continue to uh show up a bit as well and the only thing that's lacking guys. And the only thing that's a little bit different is the dynamic is that big crowd of spectators that mm-hmm. just love to come out to Meekum auction and just enjoy the cars and the action. And it's, you know, like a lot of people say, best car show they've ever attended. Um, a lot of our auctions were just not able to do that. We're hoping, obviously, 2021, we get some relief in that effort. But we have learned, we have, we have, have, we have adjusted, I think, very, very well Thanks to primarily thanks to support of some hard work and staff and our customer base that are on board. They want to want things as normal as possible, and that's the key word: as possible.
1: Absolutely. So you're going to be in Kansas City this weekend. I have been. uh, I I I never quit cruising your website. Uh, (laughs) There's there's some really cool stuff coming up, but something that. Mark is going to be looking at, and he's just going to have a tough time uh, <laughs> containing himself. <laughs> there is an Ivy Green over Black '69 Plymouth Road run, Runner oh, with a 426 Hemi in it. Hemi car, oh, it's uh, one of my favorites. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. bring it yeah. on. <laughs> uh, you also have a '70 Ford Mustang Boss 429 mm-hmm. in Grabber Blue over White. That's the best color, in my opinion. And a really (laughs) stunning 56 Eldorado Baritz convertible Mandan Red over a red and white interior with a white soft top. Oh, Mark.
3: Yep. That one's selling at no reserve.
1: Oh, some really gorgeous stuff. Now, you've got Kansas City this weekend, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I've got a personal co- connection with you guys. I, I don't know if you gentlemen here are aware of Vlad came from the Meekam auction here four oh. years ago. That's where my 61 Impala came from. I'll be dug Uh, and then they have, you have the Houston sale coming up in December with over a thousand cars on the docket already. There's 600 yep. cars here in town, which is fantastic, especially for, for Kansas City. In January, though, You've got Kissimmee, and it is the biggest sale all year and arguably the biggest car auction, biggest collector car auction anywhere. It's an 11-day event. You've got over 3,500 vehicles. What is going to be at Kissimmee? And God bless you, John. It sounds like you don't get any free time to go play with your own stuff.
3: (laughs) Well, um, No, not enough time to play with my own stuff, but being immersed in around, obviously, the cars and and, and all the great people is very, very gratifying. But I got to tell you, two cars coming up at Kissimmee, which is the world's largest electric car auction by far. We did over 100 million in sales at that auction last year alone. Uh, our two just two unbelievable cars and the 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 Ford and the Shelby guys are going to go nuts over them. The first one is Carroll Shelby's personal 1965 427 Cobra that he bought brand new in 1965. He owned that exact car up until his passing in 2012. It was a one owner, Carroll Shelby being the owner oh. all of that time, one of the one of his favorite cars of all time. Mm-hmm. And and nice. almost equally as impressive as one of 36 that were built is a uh, Shelby 65, Shelby Mustang GT350R, the race version. 36 were built. Two were prototypes over so 34 production cars. This is one of the production cars. It may be the most original, and it's in excellent condition with an unbroken chain of ownership. I mean, we're talking millions and millions of dollars each for both of these cars, and they are huge standouts. But already 10 big collections. I want to pitch the website meekum.com for your listeners. Check it out. Join uh, to be a my Meekam member. You just put your email address in. It allows you to go behind the scenes and really get in behind the back door of the website. Super easy to navigate. Uh, Maybe the best feature of the website, uh, other than looking at auctions and cars coming up, is uh, all the past sales, being able to go in and look and navigate through that so easily to be able to look at cars going back about 15 years. There's thousands and thousands of cars, pictures and descriptions and sale prices to be able to help you uh, determine the value of your own car or what you think you might want to pay for something or just for fun.
1: I'd be lying if if I said I didn't use your website as a resource when I'm doing research. Thank
3: you. Yeah, <laughs> yep. we hear that. We hear that a lot,
1: John. I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Uh, I'm going to try and drag uh, the rest of the guys down there. Maybe we'll get a chance to say hi. We have been speaking with John Craman, director of company relations and lead TV commentator and analyst for Meckham Auctions on NBC Sportsnet. You can find all the social media li- links for John Meckham Auctions and NBC Sportsnet on ReadTheDriven.com. John, thanks again for being with us, and we look forward to seeing you this down at the sale
3: always a pleasure guys see you out there
1: you know we do this every week we always say the same thing but we say it because we mean it it's absolutely true Thank you for spending time with Driven Radio. Yes, We do love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online. Good Lord, you can find us everywhere. Uh, DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Driven Radio Show. Listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Audible, Pod News, iHeartRadio, Acast, your neighbors are listening. Stick a glass up to the wall. You can hear them. You can find us everywhere. Thank you for being with us. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt. Yes. And Crager Fish Groves over That's there. That's right. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio.